dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf Podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your two weeks, buddy? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm sick right now, so apologies for that. Sounds uh, great. That's been my last few days. Uh, Jess has been sick pretty much the entire two weeks because her immune system cannot fight off an yeah. illness um, yeah. to save her life. Um, literally. <coughs> but um, <laughs> could I hit the mute button? Yeah, sure. Um, but beside that, it's been pretty decent. Trying to rework the last two weeks in my head. We had Emmy's um, birthday party. Uh, before that, we went to Hollywood Studios. You know, had a great time there. Loved Disney. Big fan. Um, then we had Emmy's birthday party. Superman Albert was here. Um, there was a lot of people here. Um, it was it was pretty crowded. Uh, <coughs> I um, shortly thereafter we started looking around at uh, bigger houses. <laughs> um, um, but uh, that's that's still a little bit of ways. Um, yeah, if you keep expanding your brood, you're definitely gonna outgrow that house. Yeah, it, listen, <laughs> there's timelines. Okay, <laughs> there's timelines. It was just a. It was just a. Jess went on Zillow and found this one house and she really liked it. And then it just uh-huh. started becoming. I liked it. It looked nice. And then he started becoming a hey, let's look at other houses in the area. Um, but uh, it doesn't make sense. I did for us see right a now. house on um, Zillow gone wild on 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 the Twitter today that had not one but two slides into its pool. Oh, ten out of ten. Cool, one point five million dollar house. Yeah, yeah, so sure, 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 sure. We could probably um, hit that one up. But um. But her birthday party was great, <coughs> um, and pretty uneventful. I watched a lot of Oscar movies. We went over this the last time, um, mm-hmm. but I had to watch a bunch of them you, before the Oscars the, on yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, were you yes. pleased with the? Outcome my my of the favorite Oscars? movie out of the ten Best Picture nominees was Everything Everywhere All at Once, and that indeed won and pretty did pretty well throughout the night. Um, so and also Brendan Fraser, one who I, um, what a guy I really like, and he went through some, some shit, and he came back to acting and won, um, and so that was, that was nice. It was, I mean, I like the award winners for sure. Um, Oscars themselves were kind of all right, a little boring, but what? it's hard to match was, the slap from last year. Was Brendan Fraser's first comeback? To acting after a while was that Doom Patrol? What year was that? Four years ago, five years ago. Um, yeah, that was probably when he was starting to come back into it for sure. And he just voiced the character for and, a little bit, and he started to ramp up um, these past few years. Um, of course, everything kind of got delayed because of the uh, pandemic, and so I'm sure this was produced during the pandemic, for example. February 2019. Um, yeah, so that, that that sounds right based on that timeline. Um, mm-hmm. oh God, he was in another movie with Kieran Culkin. Shoot, I remember the name of it, but it was really good. Plays Robot Man, very good in that show. Show's anyway, a little too weird for for me. Um, I really like him as an actor, but he mm-hmm. went some, through some tough personal times, and uh, 
couldn't get a job in Hollywood. It wasn't like he stepped away from acting. Um, no one was giving him a job. He kind of got blacklisted. Um, not for good reasons. You know, Hollywood, not always the best place to be in. Um, yeah. um, and so for him to come back and win an Oscar just shows um, that Hollywood itself is trying to change, at least. Um, <coughs> with a lot of the bad actors in prison now. <laughs> uh, like Harvey Weinstein. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Oscars was good. And now I'm just trying to fight this, this sickness. We have, um, we both have trips coming up. Um, right, you you're, you're you're heading to Key West tomorrow. I'm heading I'm to heading Key West tomorrow. South Florida on Sunday. So trying to fight this illness before then. I did not. Uh, I have I have remained unscathed for the last couple of weeks with That's sickness. I have, I have dodged the bullet. I think it's you know one half of the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast right now has to be sick at all times. I think that's well, in our yeah, contract young, at this young, point. Young kids, we're each going to have yeah. two. Um, yeah. it, it, it's 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 going to be tough. It's going to be a tough... If you're on the fence without <laughs> having a kid or not, <laughs> and you don't like to be sick, you're on the don't have kids side of the fence because they are just the walking Petri dishes. Uh, rest of my two weeks, you know, pretty uneventful. Uh, a lot of work I'm with my manager on the vacation right now. I haven't really done mine. Yeah, I was actually trying to relive your two weeks, um, yeah. which I I don't remember having anything going on. <laughs> no. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Water. Water to try to stop coughing as much, and I don't know if alcohol is the best with all the cold medicine I'm taking. Yeah, 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 yeah probably not. <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, Wicked Weed Pernicious Hazy oh, IPA. They changed that? all their cans. Oh, okay. It's the pernicious. It's the they same. Yeah. Their, yep. Okay. They just changed. Their I can. was like, I, I heard of that one before, but that's not the same can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So today, we're gonna do our free agency, uh, frenzy recap up to this point, mostly focusing on the Jags and the Dolphins. Um. We'll get into some more of the league-wide stuff, probably when we start doing some mock drafts and. And a couple of other shows before we get into um, the regular season ramp-up stuff. But today we just wanted to uh, touch base with you all and talk about the uh, free agent additions by both the Jags and the Dolphins. We're going to start with the Jags because it is a uh, significantly shorter list and not that much to talk about. So I'm just going to I'm going to rip through these for you real quick. So uh, Evan Ingram. Tight end brought back from the franchise tag. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris uh, brought back on a restructure for three years, 30 million. Uh, Andrew Wingard brought back today, three years, 9.6 million. And quarterback CJ Beathard brought back two years, six and a half million. Uh, The theme of this offseason, and it's, you know, it's nice when, when your front office slash coach says something and then that's what they do to make it so that it's a little bit more believable and a little bit easier for people like you and me who are doing podcasts like this to be able to uh, take what they say at face value and at the combine um, Trent Balky said our focus this offseason will be to retain a lot of the players from our team and not spend a lot this year and that is exactly what they have done so far is resign their guys um, and that's it. There's still a couple of, uh, uh, of guys that if that's what they're looking to do, that they could resign and they could bring back. I would really like to see either Arden key or Dewan Smoot brought back. Um, both are still available. So, you know, the longer it goes, the, 
more team friendly contract they'll probably be willing to take. And then um there's a couple of corners out there, some nickel corners that I that I do have some interest in. But that is the Jags free agency thus far. Retain your own. Um Yeah, you, you made some cuts, right, to clear some space. Uh most of that I think was used towards Ingram. Um mm-hmm. but do you know how much space roughly you have right about now? You keep While you're looking that up, my, my, you know my my point is that it seemed like at the time by tagging Ingram, you were making the decision to let Jawan Taylor walk um, because it was going to be hard for you to afford both of them, and um, you know Jawan Taylor obviously signed a pretty large deal with the Kansas City Chiefs about Massive. twenty APY, and I. It seems like, I mean, he, you wouldn't have paid him that much because of a couple things. One, he would have been playing right tackle. Two, he had been hometown discount, hypothetically. Um, <clears throat> but even at, I don't know, 16 or 17, that's a lot for you to put um, into your right tackle position when you have so much already in your left tackle position. Mm. Uh, and when where the hope is that Walker Little can be that guy for you, um, there is obviously now depth concerns because let me tell you, if if one of your tackles go out, um, for the most part, it's a huge drop off, um, and it can get pretty scary. But who knows? You can address it during the draft. Um, potentially, yep. um, there are guys that you could add in free agency for a much smaller price tag, uh, and so th- there are options out there to you. Um, so ahead. they're sitting at. They're sitting at uh, just under three million, but that's including um, the nine point five million that they would need for their draft. So they still have, you know, you don't have to sign your draft class. I think until like late April or May. So, or actually, it's either May or June. Uh, you don't have to have your draft class signed until then. So they they do still have some money that they could play around with and do some restructures. If there was, um, you know, a guy or two that they wanted to look for. And I also do expect, because Evan Ingram also said this, uh, the cap is just, or the the tag was just to get him onto the team. That they're still working on getting him a a long-term deal done, which would uh, lower the first year's cap, uh, presumably. And that, that that would free you up some space be able to get some stuff done um and i'm still looking for that long-term deal to get done with Evan Ingram. sure uh anything else i don't think that there's really you know jags are not big time players in free agency this year as they said that they were going to be so let's go to the hot hot team uh, i think maybe uh of this free agency period maybe maybe the giants are giving them a run for their money but the dolphins thus far have traded a third-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. They signed Mike White to a two-year, $60 million contract. They signed David Long to a two-year, $11 million contract. Jeff Wilson Jr. to a two-year, $8.2 million. Raheem Mostert signed back for a two-year, $5.6. And linebacker Duke Riley, two years, $5 million. Casey, let's start, let's start at the top. Let's start with the big one. The Jalen Ramsey... Big time trade. We're gonna we, we're gonna win that Super Bowl. 
or whatever he said that one time. <laughs> we're going to the Super Bowl and we're going to win that bitch. That's what he said. I um. That's what he said. I was admittedly uh, anti Ramsey in terms of a team acquiring him via trade because of his contract, uh, three years, close to twenty mil per. Um, as uh, we both know, corners, much like wide receivers, there seems to be a steep drop-off at a certain age. Um, I think in my mind, Ramsey was a little bit older <laughs> than he is. Mm-hmm. He's still in his 20s. He's younger than me. Um, so, whap, whap. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> so there is a chance he plays out the three years of his contract and still is a decent cornerback. I don't know if he's going to be prime Ramsey. Um, but when I watched him last year, I had concerns, um, which was significantly not backed up by PFF, which gave him mm. uh, much higher grades uh, than just from what I remember of what I, I saw from him. Now, granted, I watched him live in game time. Uh, PFF is better at looking at, you know, was it because he had no help over the top for the safety? Well, you know, was it his right. fault for blown coverages and things like that? Um, but obviously, you look at last year and cornerback uh, was a big issue for our defense. Um, definitely the biggest and um, our biggest hole with the injuries and with Byron Jones and all that. And so it is very exciting to have Jalen Ramsey on one side. I can guarantee you that at least for this this first year, uh, probably the second year as well, um, he's still going to be a premier cornerback uh, in this league. And having him opposite Xavier Howard, having Kader Kohu and Nick Needham as well, that's a pretty decent four. Um, and it is hard not to be excited with everything else that's going on with the Dolphins, on defense especially, um, with Vic Fangio coming in, to not be excited about what this defense could look like. I mean, I think that we definitely have the ability to be one of the top defenses in the NFL, um, which is great to, to have that and not constantly have to put pressure on our offense, um, which seems to be more... Uh, pass heavy at least the first year than I thought it would be uh, and you know I don't know if we're going to lean more t- towards the run this this next year but we're bringing back the same two guys so I, I don't know where, what that looks like but in any event it's going to have a, it's, it's going to be nice to have a stronger defensive unit um, with Jalen Ramsey it, we fully guarantee the first two years and then we subsequently um, I think made his first year a signing bonus or something along those effect to disperse his cap hit to future years. Though his cap hit this year, this cap hit this year is about four million. Which and you're sitting, you're sitting. The Dolphins are sitting right now at twenty mil cap space according to Spot Track. I they did make, make some moves today, so I don't know if that's necessarily. Correct. Yeah, that's not accurate, but. Let me just say that we have we have a plethora of more moves if we really want to. Cap space is not an issue for us this year. We can make more signings. We can clear up, I think, at least another twenty mil. Um, there are they got long, <laughs> most certain Wilson without a contract. Yeah, that checks out. Um, but altogether, those three, uh, you know, I, we're still close to ten mil in cap space, and 
Um, like I said, you know, we could do things like things I really want to do, like extend Wilkins, um, and then or we can uh, restructure a few deals uh, that would free up a ton of cap space just because they're big hitters. And even go ahead. I was just gonna give my thoughts on Ramsey, unless you're just just uh, any event. The trade itself was um, pretty great. Uh, I I was pleasantly surprised by the low price we had to pay. I'd make that trade anytime. Um, You know, even for a mid quarterback. Honestly, it's gonna be a huge upgrade for our room, um, Mm. our cornerback room. So it's it's going to be nice. Now we're talking Jalen Ramsey for a third and Hunter Long. A guy that was a healthy scratch multiple times late in the year last year and a terrible tight end room. Um, so I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't mind that at all. We still have a second and third. Um, but really, you know, as the guy that we traded from said once, you know, fuck them picks. So, like, we're, we're playing to win now, which it is nice mm-hmm. to see. Um, it's nice to have an owner that is willing to do all this stuff. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit, right? What owners are willing to do things like fully guarantee a contract or make contracts instantly payable with signing bonuses and things like that. They have to have the money available and upfront and be willing to pay that. And uh, Ross is willing to do that right now. Uh, he's right. shelling out a ton of money. Um, not of, uh, That's exclusive of, you know, Vic Fangio and things like that. So it's, uh, it's a nice situation to be in to be like, hey, we're going for it now. Onto his rookie contract. This is the way you should run a football team. Mm. I was higher on Ramsey. I would have, I you know, in our conversations, I was saying that I would have been willing to give up a second round pick for Ramsey, even including the contract. One of the things that I think is not really being talked about all that much that I think is a bigger benefit for a team like the Dolphins is Vic Fangio. You kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think specifically for Ramsey, one of the things that you, you could see Ramsey do in the next couple of years is transition into what the Chargers have Derwin James play, which is that star role, which he, you know, if you look at Jalen or if you look at Derwin James on PFF, he plays like 19 different positions for that team, slot, uh, overhang linebacker, safety. He plays a lot of different things. And Jalen Ramsey has the ability to transition to a safety kind of position later on in his career. He's doesn't shy away from contact. He's a pretty good blitzer. Um, he's good in the run game, surprisingly. Like I, one of the things that was the most surprising to me as a Jags fan watching Jalen Ramsey was his willingness and desire to to put his nose in there and tackle and bring down the ball carrier behind the line of scrimmage, which not a lot of corners have that. Um, So you could even see Jalen's longevity be a little bit longer than some traditional outside corners because he can do multiple things and probably transition to safety later on in his career. Agreed. You got it. So... Just picking out a couple of these other guys, Mike White. We had kind of talked about, you know, that level of quarterback. Well, we should spend um, some time on this because let me tell you, this guy's going to start some some football games with Miami Dolphins, right. um, based on our track record. And I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if it's. I'd have to go through all thirty-two teams. I guess probably the Forty Nineers um, 
having depth at your quarterback position is the most important because you know they're going to have probably one or two guys go out every single year. Um, but so that Sam Darnold, uh, you know, pickup was probably because he's probably going to start a game based on their injury history. But we have to be up there in terms of having a good backup quarterback is very important uh, just because of our um, QB1. And Mike White was not on my list of guys I wanted to sign. Uh, I texted you Heineke and Minshew as the two guys I like the most. Um, after Jimmy G got signed, because you did say that you were yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah, yeah, G. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, yeah. after the Jimmy G contract, that was kind of out the window. A lot more teams were going for a starter like that than I thought they would. Um, mm. I Fucking stupid-ass teams that need a tank um, are trying to sign Jimmy G. Like, what, what are you doing? Um, Raiders make a lot of sense for Jimmy G. Anyway. So... Um, but the price that we signed Mike White for versus the price of where Taylor Heineke went for, um, which I think was two years, 20 mil or something like that. Um, the, the perks of having a guy like Mike White is that he's familiar with the system. And I think a problem that we had faced is that two years, 40 mil Heineke. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I said two years, 20 mil. Sorry, 20 mil AP Watt. Um, yeah. Like that That would have been an asinine amount for a backup position. Yeah. Heineke's probably starting for Atlanta, let me tell you. Yeah, they so, hate Ritter for some reason. Yeah. Uh, again, Atlanta, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> uh, you want to win too many games so you don't get the top two. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... For the price point, you're like, well, who would have been available? I don't know what Minshew's going to end up going for. I could definitely see him going back to Philly. Um, and I just think that for the price point, Mike White is good, and he knows the system, which is very important because um, if you were to miss some games in practice, uh, miss some days in practice, uh, you don't need to be uh, going in there blind. Uh, you're going to know the playbook uh, pretty well. And it's going to be easier to adjust and start, spot start on a Sunday um, if you didn't practice with the first team all week um, or you know fill in for a guy when he gets injured or anything like that because you know the system. Um, Mike White has shown flashes that he is capable of being a decent quarterback. You know He had games where he put up 400-plus yards. Um and we have, a, I would say, a better receiving core uh, than the Jets did when he did that. So I think he is an improvement over Bridgewater and Brissett. Uh, you know, I thought Bridgewater would have been improving on Brissett. Uh, turns out Bridgewater uh, wasn't really. Um, mostly it was disappointing in that how often he was injured. Uh, and he's definitely an improvement over Skylar Thompson. So, I like signing for the amount we signed him for. What was possible? Who is in that bracket that you wanted? And if you look at those names, um, like Jacoby Brissett, who probably is going to end up going for more, um, Mike White is a good signing for our team and uh, is, a, is a decent QB2 uh, for our scheme. 
Mike White's career win loss record go? I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me how many games he's played? Like nine. Two, nine? That's mm-hmm. a lot less than I thought. So he's probably got a freaking winning record. Five and four. No, two and seven. Damn. <laughs> Gardner Minshew's win loss record. Keep in oh, mind, he went one and seventeen Jags. in the, the Jags, season. The Jags are really. Uh, well, I mean, and he lost the one game he came in this year, right? I don't know. He's probably yeah. like two and twenty. Thirteen and nineteen. Thirteen and nineteen. What am I? Am I yes, missing sir. a Jags year? Yeah, the year that the year that they barely missed the playoffs. His first year when he came oh, in when for Nick Foles went out. That's right. Yep. Sorry, thirteen and nineteen year. for Gardner Minshew. Uh, listen, man. I mean, uh, Mike White. I have some concerns. We both talked about how important the backup quarterback is to the Dolphins. Um, he's put up some stats, but ultimately he has not won. They he had this year. He played in one, two, three, four games, and he went one and four. Um with a Jets team that you and I both agree is a, a pretty set up, a pretty good team. Obviously, I think I'd probably take the Dolphins' uh, skill positions over them, but it you need a quarterback who's going to be able to come in and string some wins for you. Hopefully, that's Mike White, but if it's not, we might be back here again next year talking about how much of a premium you need to put into finding a backup. For the Dolphins, um, only time will tell, but that career win-loss record doesn't engender a lot of hope for me with your backup, but we definitely will see him at some point, I assume, this year. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything you want to say about the two running backs that have been brought back? Um, Mike White was 2-5. and five. I don't know what you're looking at. 2-7 um, <laughs> on StatMuse. Oh, you know what? I'm looking right now. These are game. It's not starting. It's games that he played in. Ah, because he's got an <laughs> O and one in a game in which he did not throw a pass. Um. Anyway, uh, what was what was your next question? Are we moving on from Mike White? Yeah, running backs. Running backs. Oh, I mean, any thought on the two running backs? Probably. I am delighted with us bringing both of them back. Um, Mostert more than Wilson. Somehow Mostert's hmm. less, but I think. It could be more with incentives. Uh, but in any event, uh, I was against signing a big-name running back and spending a lot of cap on a running back um, just because that's my philosophy, uh, is that uh, the gap between a lot of running backs, RB1s and RB2s, uh, is quite small. Um, and uh, the talent windows very quickly at that position uh and so going out and spending a lot of money on guys like and in the in, in these scenarios also uh, trading assets uh derrick henry um austin eckler dalvin cook would have been nice to have those guys in our team are they obviously better than your running backs yes but uh it's a position that's often injured and like I said, it has rapid decline. And I just, I think we have other issues that we need to fill first before spending that much 
on a running back. I think you the running back position is something where, um, in my philosophy, you're going to invest heavily in when you are set everywhere else, um, or at least close to set everywhere else. Think the Buffalo Bills, right? Um, I wouldn't mind as a Buffalo Bills drafting Bijan Robinson because that's a whole dynamic player that could really change your offense. Um, and instead of like taking mild swings with guys like Cook, take the, the home run swing with a guy like Bijan Robinson. Um, what? He ain't going to be there. <laughs> you think he's going to be drafted to, before Oh, then? my gosh, yes. We'll see. I think I think nineteen is like the absolute floor for Bijan Robinson. I don't know. I mean, teams are starting to, to learn from these other um, mistakes we've seen in the past, where investment in the top twenty and running backs is usually not a good idea. Except for Christian McCaffrey, and Bijan Robinson is like a better version of Christian McCaffrey, a guy who can play. Pass Was McCaffrey a good yeah. investment? He was out two of the years of his rookie contract, and they traded him. uh, Sure, if he got hurt, but he's been dynamic. That's that's my point. That's my my point. Running backs are always often hurt. Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott. These guys have missed years. Well, so are wide receivers, but, I mean. Not as much. You get a great wide receiver, it doesn't really matter. There are so many more prime wide receivers that when a wide receiver gets hurt, we're looking at a game or two. When a running back gets hurt, it seems to be eight games, you know? Um, and I, I, I just I just think that it's hard to put that much investment in that position. Um, I like the strategy of, of what we did. Running back with the two guys we had, maybe add someone in the draft. I wouldn't mind that um, with Gaskin being gone. We brought back Savan Ahmed because he has um, shown that he, 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 he can be a good scheme fit with our team and it has that special team's ability. Um but adding another guy in the draft is also a possibility for us. I like the running back moves. It's bottom line. Let's get into these linebackers. The uh, position I think that you had circled as your team's biggest need, possibly, uh, outside of right tackle, which they have not addressed yet. Um, linebacker, you have brought in David Long on a two-year $11 million deal and Duke Riley a two-year $5 million deal. Uh. <clears throat> Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I didn't do a ton of research in the linebacker position in terms of free agents, besides the big names. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just based on watching football, I have some familiarity with David Long. Um, maybe it's because I'm watching Jack's games. I don't know. Uh, but he uh, he is an excellent linebacker. He is an Good obvious improvement over Landon Roberts. Um, he is quick. Uh, he uh, is quick enough that he can uh, be a decent in coverage, but he can also be a threat in pass rush. Uh, excellent run defender. And just another great piece that we're adding to this defense. We signed him for a steal of what these other linebackers going in the market. The reason why all this is happening for us is the one thing with David Long is his injury history. Um, he has had a lot of soft tissue injuries, if you would, uh, hamstring injuries, something like that. 
mm-hmm. um, and he's he's missed some time. And so when he's healthy, he's incredible, but it's just a matter of staying on the field for him. Uh, but for the price that we paid, a great addition mm-hmm. to our linebacker group. Yeah, Landon Roberts, uh, last two years, has been high on the list of missed tackles. David Long, a little bit more of a uh, sure tackler. Um, and soft tissue issue injuries especially, that's one of those things that's not necessarily predictive. He might go the rest of his career without having another soft tissue injury ever mm-hmm. again. Um, it's just one of those things that, yeah, you probably got him for – a uh, smaller contract because he hasn't been on the field that much the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, just certified good ball player TM uh, for David Long. And then... Um, yeah, but... Duke Riley? Duke Riley. But one, one second. Just on that point, I mean, um, it's it's not like he's missing whole seasons, right? Uh, yeah. He is still playing majority of the games um, in the seasons that he's played mm-hmm. so far. Uh, it's just a matter of like last year, for example, uh, he missed five games year before that he missed six, two years before that he missed about two each. So it wasn't like a, um, huge half the season type of injury, uh, because again, they're soft tissue injuries. So it's a matter of just minor things, you know, uh, Duke Riley, Someone I really wanted to bring back, um, an excellent player, uh, a great guy to have both on special teams and in your linebacking room, uh, linebacker room, um, and just glad glad to have him back. Uh, cheap price, uh, you know. Some guys you just want to retain because of who they are, uh, and Duke Riley is one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did we. Uh, I think we covered everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I I I did just want to address. So we still need desperately in my mind, but maybe not so desperately to Chris Greer and everyone. Uh, right tackle. Uh, I I would love to sign one of these guys that are still available that can play the tackle position. Um. You know we'll we'll see what happens in the coming days, but I think that our offensive line needs one addition from free agency right tackle would be the best place to put him we could have a guard as well um but i would rather have a right tackle if it was just going to be one addition to our offensive line potentially we may add to our tight end room uh probably our second biggest need behind offensive line with jiseki gone uh with hunter long the great hunter long gone um we we do we do need a Tight end, and this the, the guy that we signed could be a starter. Thinking Foster Moreau, I, I, I there there are guys out there that could be our tight end one, and would, foot, would fit well in our scheme. Uh, safety, uh, not a huge need, but Jordan Poyer really wants to come to Miami, and so uh, it's really a matter of how much of a discount is he willing to take to come to Miami versus like a team that really needs a safety like Vegas, and if he's willing to take that discount, I don't mind. Um, signing an incredible player like Jordan Boyer uh, to just really be lights out in our defensive back room. Probably a little bit less likely with the Jalen Ramsey trade, but I could still see us doing it just because of how much he wants to come here. Um, 
there's not much else that's super important. I wouldn't mind trading away Cedric Wilson or Emmanuel Ogba, but those, I guess, would be the opposite of adding to our team. It's really uh, just a matter of an addition by subtraction, freeing up more cap space, getting maybe an asset back, uh, whether it's small or not, probably pretty small, and then adding other pieces that are out there in the free agent market that could be a better scheme fit for our team at this point. You are, uh, according to Tankathon's mock, uh, only five picks outside of being able to draft Darnell Washington. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if he's still there in the second round, I wouldn't mind but seeing I, the, the Dolphins be a little bit aggressive to get up there and get a player like I that. agree if if we're in a – but that's a situation I don't want to be in is where you have a need so great where you're going to, like, force to trade up to get the mm-hmm. guy that you think would be, like, a huge um, – boon to you oh, i'd man. rather be in a situation where it's like oh someone is falling to you and you could take a piece you could take the bpa uh best player available because you're set otherwise um and you hey you traded Ogma away but you hey you managed to get this edge that for some reason fell to your spot at 52 so you know i i i think that i'm hoping that we fill all our holes first in free agency i see two big holes right now one offensive line one at tight end if we fill those two holes we are sitting pretty for the draft uh which we will cover next time on the surf and artificial no, go ahead <laughs> so always important to fill those two holes um yeah. got anything else you want to say buddy not about the dolphins so all right we'll be back next week don't forget and we will be back in two weeks don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. First, we'd be so kind. You can find and follow us at Surf and Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. You can email us at the same thing, surfandartificialturf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you all next week on the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast. <laughs>